You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. Thank you for joining me on these podcasts. If you'd like to email me any topics of interest or questions, the email is questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. I want to talk to you this week about a cultural revolution that's going on. This cultural revolution that's going on, it's not what you're hearing about on your evening news. It's in the meat industry. The meat industry's cultural revolution. This is from Holistic Primary Care, which is a wonderful online uh, health magazine. They do a very, very nice job uh, let me talk about this. This is we're talking about cultured meat, new sources of meat, and then the qu- question about uh, the fact that is it meat or some kind of byproduct or genetically modified thing, and is it even healthy? I'm going to get into all of that. So, the meat industry is about to undergo a cultural revolution a tissue culture revolution, to be precise. The soaring global demand for meat has opened doors to alternative ways of producing consumable animal tissue, ushering in the first major challenge to industrial-scale animal agriculture in, in world in history. And numerous companies worldwide, some backed by major investors, are now applying tissue culture techniques to produce beef, chicken, and even some types of seafood without raising or killing animals. Okay. Now, though this emerging industry is still in an early phase of development, It did take center stage in the U.S. last November when the Food and Drug Administration declared tissue-cultured chicken safe for human consumption. That was released last November, November 16 of 2022, that the FDA declared that tissue-cultured chicken 
is safe for human consumption. It may still be several years before cultured meat products hit mainstream grocery shelves, but it's safe to say that the <clears throat> cows have left the barn. <laughs> so we know that there is a surging demand for meat. The world's population is projected to increase to nearly 10 billion by the year 2050. Right now, we're at 7.8 billion. So, uh, and along with this unprecedented population growth comes an equally unprecedented surge in demand for, well, just about all kinds of food, right? We don't want starvation. We don't want food insecurity. There is a demand for food. And adding to the complexity of the situation is the fact that more people worldwide had shifted to diets rich in meat and dairy. And a report by researchers at the nonprofit Our World in Data in 2019 tells this story in detail. Globally, meat production is more than three times higher than it was in the 1970s. Each year, more than 80 billion animals are slaughtered for, for meat. Worldwide, humans are producing and consuming more than 340 million tons of meat annually. And per capita meat consumption, which averages roughly 43 kilograms per year across the globe, one kilogram is equal to 2.2 pounds, in case you're doing the math, rose in co close correlation with per capita income growth. Right. The more money you make, the more meat you can afford. If you've noticed the effects of inflation, especially lately, it's a bit astronomical. Livestock agriculture has a massive environmental impact in terms of water use and land use. And despite the best efforts of public health groups, animal rights advocates, some religious leaders, to convince people to adopt vegetarian or at least predominantly plant-based diets, all indicators show that on the whole, our species is eating more meat, not less. Yes, there is a reason we crave it. Roughly 1.3 billion people worldwide depend on animal agriculture for their livelihoods. And the meat and dairy industries have been racing to keep up with the demand. So, these and other troubling facts about the impact of raising livestock have raised major questions about whether meat production, as we've always known it, is sustainable. A growing number of people are concluding that it is not. I will tell you, the factory farm animals, this is not sustainable. It's awful. It's a lot of pollution. It's a lot of uh, uh, highly grotesque conditions. It's a lot of antibiotics and, and other types of drugs to do things to their muscle mass and all of these other kinds of hormonal uh, drugs that are being, I mean, this is terrible. So enter 
cellular agriculture and tissue cultured meat. The cultured meat industry is centered on the use of animal-derived cell samples to grow massive quantities of tissue in bioreactors. Hmm, not nuclear reactors, but bioreactors. First developed in 2013 in the Netherlands, the process involves harvesting muscle cells from the desired animals and then growing them in a nutrient-packed liquid media. Once a good cell line has been established, it's then introduced into bioreactors that will provide the cells with everything they need to divide and multiply rapidly. And I'm, I'm looking at this little graphic here where it goes through the steps on how this is done. Step one is tissue is taken from the animal. Step two is stem cells are extracted from the tissue and are placed on what they're calling scaffolds. Number three, plant-based serum is used as a growth medium. I mean, these scaffolds, it's kind of placed, I want to say, into an agar dish or some other kind of uh, thing where there is a medium and a plant-based serum is used as a growth medium. And number four, these stem cells are grown into muscle fibers inside of a bioreactor. And step five is the fibers are processed and mixed with other ingredients to create minced meat. I'd be very curious to know what these other ingredients are and what specifically goes on in a bioreactor. I would also like to do that, know that. And number six, the cultured meat then is ready to be consumed. The entire growth cycle can take around two weeks from start to finish. Wow. And the end product is raw meat that at a cellular level is the same as traditional meat taken from slaughtered animals. Hmm. The cultured meat can be cut up and formed into strips, patties, sausages, or whatever else we humans desire. There are companies now applying variations of this general process to grow chicken, beef, and even some types of seafood, including shrimp, crab, and lobster. The nascent cultivated meat industry has drawn the, the attention of investors who are fueling a worldwide race to market. In a landmark moment, cultivated chicken was served at last year's COP27 climate conference, raising general awareness of this phenomenon. I wonder if everybody ate it. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall at that conference. Anyway, in theory at least, cultured meat, sometimes called cultivated meat or slaughter-free meat and cell-based meat, or derided by its opponents as frankenmeat or artificial meat, could help meet, meet M-E-E-T, the world's insatiable demands, without the need to raise and kill any more animals. It's not a new idea. 
Back in 1931, Winston Churchill published an essay called 50 Years Hence, in which he predicted, quote, with a greater knowledge of what we are called hormones, for example, the chemical messengers in our blood, it will be possible to control growth. We shall escape the absurdity of growing a whole chicken to eat the breast or wing by growing these parts separately under a suitable medium, end quote. This is back in 1931. That's pretty astute. Winston Churchill. Winston, Churchill's timeline was off by about 40 years, but he foresaw a possibility that this is just now becoming practical and marketable. Cultivated meat is not quite ready for prime time. The production processes are still evolving and the cost is still well above conventionally grown meat. And hey, regular meat is already sky high, wouldn't you say? But it probably won't be long before the first consumer-facing products hit American grocery shelves. In clearing cultured meat as safe for human consumption, the FDA gave a green light to Upside Foods, a U.S.-based company formerly known as Memphis Meats, to bring its tissue-cultured chicken to market once the company's facilities and its products have been inspected and cleared by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, boasting that it will produce, quote, the fried chicken chickens dream about, <laughs> end quote. <laughs> Upside's website neatly summarizes the entire drive toward cultured meat. We love meat. We also love animals and the blue-green planet we share. So we're making meat a new way, cultivating it directly from animal cells to satisfy our cravings, our conscience, and our heart. It's a nice little tagline. Upside has attracted some high-profile investors. In its early stage, while still known as Memphis Meats, the company raised $17 million in startup funds from Bill Gates, from Jack Welch, among others. So a subsequent Series B round raised $161 million from investors that included big agriculture players like Cargill and Tyson Foods. Singapore is way ahead of the U.S. in embracing cultured meats. Back in 2020, it became the first country to approve cultured chicken nuggets for sale nationwide. Shiok Meats, S-H-I-O-K Meats, Shiok Meats, based in Singapore, has created a huge shrimp farm, all derived from one single shrimp cell. The founders believe their cultivated crustacean products can revolutionize seafood. They offer shrimp, crab, prawn, and lobster meat that's healthy, nutritious, free of hormones, antibiotics, and microplastics. That's interesting. They say their production process is cruelty-free and more environmentally friendly than even aquaculture. They've even figured out how to turn 
the nutrient media in which the cell cultures are grown into a marketable seasoning powder, thus minimizing waste output. Wow. Wow. Shiok derived from a Malay word that means something akin to feel good. They also own Gaya Foods, a company specializing in tissue culture production of red meats. Cultured meat startup companies have emerged all over the world. So here are a few of the notable ones. Though there are currently many others and still more likely to emerge in the coming coming years because apparently this is really taking off. It's, there's one called Believer Meats, formerly known as Future Meat Technologies. They plan to open the first commercial scale cultured meat production facility on U.S. soil by the first quarter of 2024. Construction is already out of what, underway. The company based in Israel projects that once it hits the start button on the new facility, it will be able to produce 22 million pounds of meat per year. And investors include Tyson Foods and Archer Daniels Midland. The company will, be, will begin with chicken, but it's already planning to introduce, to introduce tissue-cultured lamb to the, global, to the global market. Hey, I wouldn't mind doing a taste test of that because I truly adore lamb. I do. I cook it often. I love it. Mission Barns, a leader among the roughly 80 cultured meat startups in the San Francisco Bay Area, Mission Barns made global news early in 2023 when it debuted its ground pork meatballs and bacon to a select group of taste testers. So, um, a longtime vegetarian, a journalist, described the offerings like this. The meatball was succulent, the bacon was crisp, and even to a vegetarian, both had the undeniable quality of meat. Now, Mission's products combine cultivated meat with a pea-derived with pea-derived plant proteins and a patented substance called Mission Fat, also produced by cell culturing. The company has partnered with a well-established sausage company called Silva to bring a new line of tissue-cultured sausage products to the market. A Dutch company called Meatable is unique that it's using stem cells rather than differentiated muscle tissue to culture its meats. This enables Meatable's food engineers to guide the development and differentiation of the cultures into muscle, fat, or connective tissue, a process that the founders believe will solve some of the texture challenges that have limited the culinary appeal of cultured meat so far. Cultured meats are grown from actual animal muscle cells, but they typically lack the connective tissue and fat that give meat a complex texture. Meatable aims to change that. I could see that. I, I could see that because there has to be some texture differences and changes, right? Eat Just, originally known as Hampton Creek, San Francisco company has been a leader 
in the plant-based egg sector for several years now. Recently, with the launch of Good Meat, the company has jumped into production of cultured chicken and beef, a venture fueled in part by investments from billionaire Li Kaxing, Yahoo co-founder Jerry Yang, and several other large corporations. Eat Just is building what it claims to be the world's biggest bioreactor facility for cultured meat production. And CEO Josh Tetrick recently told Forbes that the company will be able to generate on the scale of 40 million pounds of meat or more within the next several years, and that its products are going to reach price parity with conventional meat by 2027. So yeah, everybody hold your horses. It will be conventional meat probably until then when the price starts to come down. Good meat is already commercially available in Singapore. The company's chicken bites were the first cultured meat products to be approved by Singapore's regulatory health agency. By uh, Singapore's regulatory agency. Aleph Farms, specializing in cultured beef, aims to be the first company to produce completely tissue-cultured steaks that include the marbling and juiciness that meat eaters value. Aaron Baker, who recently taste-tested one of Aleph's steaks for Time Magazine, gave it high marks for flavor, though she noted that the square shape and thin cut betray my steak's bioreactor origins. (laughs) Aleph already has sites set well beyond the ordinary consumer market. Since 2019, the, the, the company has partnered with 3D bioprinting solutions, 3D printed steak, meat for space, programmed to produce meat in zero gravity conditions on the international, uh, space station. 3D printed tissue cultured steak produced by Aleph Farms. It's one of the few, it's one of several companies using advanced 3D printing and tissue engineering technology to create animal free products that match the complex texture of conventionally grown meats. I've got a lot more information for you with regard to the cultural revolution going on in meat. And I'm going to continue. Consider this a part one. I'm going to continue next week with part two on the cultural revolution of meat. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.